You are listening to Here Now Podcast, where we dive deep into faith, hearing loss, and lifestyle, and talk about all the things that you need to be equipped in this journey we call life. I'm your host, Sophia Labano, and this show is here for you to find encouragement in the everyday life that God created for you. Make sure to subscribe to never miss an episode. Thanks for your support. Now let's get into the show. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Here Now Podcast. I am so ecstatic to welcome Brooke Mitchio onto the show today. Hi, Brooke. Hi, thank you for pronouncing it right. I'm a fan, so I love all of your YouTube videos, but I've been watching your videos for years and I'm so excited to finally have you on the show. So why don't you introduce yourself to everybody, tell us where you're from, what you do, and things you want the audience to know. Sure. So I'm 23 years old. I live in New York City. I am a full-time, I like to say content creator because influencer is not my favorite word, but if that's what we want to be known as, I have a podcast. I do YouTube blogs, Instagram, of course, every form of social media. So that is my full-time job. I'm so lucky. That's, and that's, I guess, a little bit about me. I do like lifestyle stuff. So really everything in between, like it's not really one specific category, I guess. I showcase just my life and all of its highs and lows. <laughs> I love that so much. So how long ago did you get started on YouTube? I say I've been on YouTube forever because even in middle school, like late elementary school, middle school, I discovered YouTube. So I made a YouTube channel and it was originally going to like be me and one friend. And then it was like Brooke and her friends, you know, that was like the concept, at least I thought. And I was like, I'll do the editing and like the planning. You guys just have to be in the videos. It was fun for a while. We did like music videos and skits and stuff. But then like middle, it was like eighth grade, you know, middle school is kind of like winding down. It just wasn't as what a, cool anymore, I guess. So a lot of my friends were like, nah, I'm kind of done with that. And I was like, me too deleted that channel. And then I started my, like the the concept of this channel was fashion and beauty channel um, in ninth grade. And it was a time. (laughs) I remember, was that your preppy days? Was that like ninth grade? It was was the Brooke X beauty days, a little cringe, but it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So how have you seen your channel kind of evolve as you moved into high school and then college and now post-grad life? Yeah. And I mean, the total like style of content has shifted, I guess. Like I said, first I started like fashion and beauty. And then I went into more high school tips, which I actually really enjoyed doing those sort of videos. Like, you know, showing, I talked about like tips for the SAT or like my, my morning routine, my night routine for high school. Like I was super involved in high school. I was always like, not like a crazy high achiever, but that was like my vibe. So I talked a lot about that. And then in college, I did a lot of like college advice and tips. My first two years and then I transitioned more to like vlog style videos and that's what I do now week in my life or just vlogs in general yeah no those are my favorite to watch especially (laughs) because you live in New York City how has that been adjusting to content with being in such a busy place all the time yeah well it's weird now obviously because of COVID so it's not the same but it's honestly really nice living in a city where there's a bit more going on Mm -hmm. um, and more to do I feel like I have more content to show and it just is like, I mean, I mean, the amount of messages I get of people, you know, I've always wanted to go to New York or I've mm-hmm. always wanted to visit New York, whatever it is. So it's really cool being in that place. And I feel so lucky that I get to be here. Yeah. And I remember seeing your move from Boston to New York. So what was it like to kind of move 
I think during COVID, right? You were yeah. kind of trying to get everything situated. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, it was like a situation where my lease was up and I just really wasn't happy there anymore. So I was like, why am I going to continue to do this? And I toyed around a little bit. I was like, maybe I can move back home with my parents. But I stayed with them for several months during COVID. And I just, I love them and we are so, so close, but I need my own space. Yeah. <laughs> my independence. I just, and I was like, it's just not going to be a healthy situation for me to be here. I've just lived on my own for so long. I moved out to college really far away and then I lived on my own for several months before that so it was it was strange but really good we had a great like I had a great moving company come and help and my parents are amazing and they helped so so much and so I feel like the move overall was pretty smooth and I feel like it was definitely the right move so no absolutely no I love it and it seems like so cool in New York City like that's everybody's dream to like live in such a cool place like that but I wanted to ask about college how is it to move so so far away from home at kind of such a young age yeah good question I've always been like, uh, I just want to do me, like I want to do something crazy, yeah. different, whatever person. So I kind of like went into it with those expectations of like, all right, Brooke, you're going to be far away from your parents and stuff like that. So I kind of threw myself into like making friends and doing stuff on campus. It was still tough. I think I didn't really get in my groove and like get my friend group and stuff until like really later sophomore year into junior year, which is mm-hmm. fine. Just like took me a little bit a little bit longer, I guess, to really feel the full groove. Not that I, I definitely had friends and everything, but I yeah. felt like it didn't really click for me until a little bit later. Yeah. And then it's harder to feel like home for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like in the beginning, it always felt like I was almost like a visitor. Like I never really truly was there, but right. then it became home. I miss my friends because uh, a lot of them live in the South now so dearly. I kind of knew that signing up to go to school there. I was like, all right, I'm sure, you know, these people are going to be from the South and they are. My two yes. best friends are from Georgia. So, yeah. <laughs> no, that that is so awesome. How did, what was it like to like balance doing this content creation piece while being in school at the same time? Because I know that there's a lot of people who struggle finding that balance. Yeah, good question it definitely ebbed and flowed. Like, I think there was like my, I remember my first semester, I was struggling with the balance of college. I was like, wait, college is actually really hard. I remember like bombing a first few, like my first few tests. I was like, wait, 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 I got a study <laughs> process. Like I'm doing something wrong here clearly. And it just takes an, it's an adjustment period. You know, it's mm-hmm. very different than high school. It's not so much of a set schedule, like a lot of the studying and stuff like that. I remember in high school, like you'd get study guides and like help and stuff. And in college, it's kind of like, good luck. Like, all right, exam, <laughs> you know, we're covering everything that's on the, in the textbook from class and possibly from other sources too. I was like, okay, it's a lot of info. Yeah. But I, felt, I found my groove with it. And I think there was semesters where it lacked. I mean, I studied abroad my sophomore year and I just simply didn't post for an entire semester. Uh, just because I was like, I want to focus on me. And I'm thankful I did that, you know, mm-hmm. really like that was one of my best semesters of college. And in from a business perspective, it wasn't the smartest, but I always knew that YouTube, YouTube was never really my full priority until I made it my right. full priority. And it wasn't at that point. So I always focused on school and my social life first. No, yeah, that's so good. That's such a great perspective. And I was going to say, did you kind of anticipate after graduating that you were going to end up doing content creating full time? I wanted to. It was always like my my like a thought in the back of my head. I was like, oh, I would love to do this. But it just didn't seem like it was the right time. Financially, I probably could have swung it, but I didn't even know where to move. I was like, where should I move? You know, should I move to New York? And then I was like, I don't really have the money for like the type of apartment that I wanted to live in, like rent wise. I just didn't really have like a plan with it. So I was like, you know, if I get a job, it gives me more of like a plan. 
it also it seems like it's the right thing to do. I just graduated with a four-year degree. Like, you know, I probably should get a job. Like, it just, <laughs> it just kind of made sense, like, yeah. in my head at least. And I think I'm thankful for every decision I've made because it led me here, like, exactly yeah. right now. So I think for that, it was the right choice, if that makes sense. Like, so yeah. after college. And it gave me more of, like, a path and a purpose, at least for those few months, and, like, gave me somewhere to go and... Mm-hmm. I met all of these like really cool, awesome people and lived in this fun new city that I probably like won't ever live in like a different sort. I, I don't know, obviously, because yeah. you know, moving around every year, but I love New York now and I don't really see myself leaving. So it gave me a city to try out. Like I, you know, yeah. I probably wouldn't have never tried out a city like that so impulsively if it wasn't for that path. No, that's so awesome. What was it like to make the decision to leave your nine to five? Because I watched all of those videos. I was like, wow, yeah. you go, girl. Like, that was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. It was, it was quicker than I anticipated. So I always thought about it. And I remember I visited my grandma and I had like this long talk with her. And she was like, you got to do it while you're young. You know, I believe in you, whatever. And then literally like that week, I was like, I'm done. You know, like mentally, once you decide, you decide. I think that's the problem is like, you know what I mean? Like you could always think in the back of your head, like I want to leave my job. But when you mentally are like, now nah, I'm doing it. Like I just had no more motivation for work and stuff like that. Anyways, it was like, I don't want to be here. I don't enjoy this. This isn't fulfilling. And so it, it was a thought that I had for like weeks and months and stuff in advance, but I kept pushing off the date, you know? So I was like, okay, I'll you know, I'll at least stay a full year. And then I was like, no, okay, I'll stay till my birthday, which was April. And then I was Mm -hmm. like, no, I'll stay till the end of the year so that at least it was like a perfect six months or whatever. And then I was like, you know what? I keep pushing this off and pushing this off, but I just, this is like, this is dumb. You know, I just don't like this. Like, this isn't for me. And for me, it turned out to be a really good decision. I mean, I know I got really lucky and stuff, but I also prepped myself ahead of time financially. And just like, I was like, you know, this is your new life now. Like if you fail it's all on you, like whatever, I have that self-talk <laughs> conversation. So a lot went into it. Yeah, no, absolutely. When did you kind of finally decide that you were making enough from content creating to sustain yourself to make that break from your job? Yeah, it really, I, I'm really thankful. Everything kind of picked up at once. Like I feel like I moved to Boston. I, well, I graduated college, moved to Boston. And then I started doing all of these like work week in my life videos that were performing super well. Um, and then my podcast, we actually like, it's kind of interesting. We signed with our podcast network in April. So we were kind of like backlogged on payments. So I didn't really start getting paid for, from all of that until like July, August. So then I was finally getting paid from that. And I was like, whoa, okay. Like I think we're <laughs> pretty good right now. And the YouTube stuff, of course. And I actually ended up like switching my management teams, like kind of as I left my job and just with that whole thought process like the prom like I'm still with them and they've literally changed my life so that whole like the alignment of everything just kind of lined up so I guess like later summer I realized it and it wasn't even a moment like hey I could quit my job but I was like oh I'm doing pretty well from that side of things right now but my rent and stuff in Boston I would have never been able to afford if it weren't for YouTube like YouTube was primary source of my income like the the job stuff was kind of secondary especially with how much of my paychecks and stuff I was investing and whatnot but it was nice to have two incomes for sure. No, absolutely. And I was going to ask like if you wanted to talk a little bit more about like, you know, brand sponsorships and stuff. So what has been like, the process of, you know, you reaching out to brands and then kind of making them the break of them reaching out to you and coming to you? Yeah. Um, 
it sounds like such such a fun thing for people to do. And it's, what are some of the favorite brands that you've worked with for, so far? Oh my gosh, I've been so lucky to work with such awesome companies. I mean, a recent favorite, we did podcast ad reads for ABC and The Bachelor. So that was huge. I was wow. like, okay, this is, I've made it. Like that was like a I've made it moment for sure. I mean, we did a lot of work with Bud Light Seltzer, which I thought mm-hmm. was so cool because I that's a product that I genuinely use. Before. Yeah. It's really, we've worked with like such awesome po- companies through the podcast. But even on YouTube, I am so fortunate to work with such awesome brands. I mean, I work with like, HelloFresh and Casetify every month right now. I love them. Like they're yeah. great. And companies that I truly authentically use. I think that's amazing. And I've done stuff before with like Target. And I, I just, I guess it's hard for me to like cite favorites because I feel like I'm yeah. so lucky. But <laughs> what you said about working with them. But now I've always, I've been with a manager since about like halfway through college. Mm-hmm. And that is is kind of like when the thing started like ramping up for me because when managing it on my own it was just very overwhelming it was yeah. tough. I didn't really know what I was doing but then working with people who helped me and guided me through really changed the game for me yeah so what's the process of working with a management company because I know that there's a few of my listeners who are in the same game who are looking to grow like you have so yeah I personally in my cases it was reach out via them to me I think there's nothing wrong with you reaching out to a company if you're really passionate about it, you know, but these were companies. So basically what I do, my manager handles everything from brand integrations. Like he'll get all of my emails for, you know, companies that want to work with me and stuff like that. But he'll also help me with content ideas, connecting me with people, you know, that are growth specialists on Instagram or on Twitter or whatever. Like he works with me for all platforms kind of. He's just like my biggest advocate, I like to say, and he's truly a friend at this point. But I don't think it's necessary right out of the gate. I don't even think, you know, I think give it time. There's definitely, I also didn't really know what I was doing when I was doing it for myself. So I'd recommend if you are doing it for yourself, take the time, do the research, you know, watch YouTube videos. If it's like on Skillshare or like learning about it, learning about how to put together a media kit or even just like general, which they don't teach in school enough, which they need to email etiquette. I had it, I read my old emails. It's so cringe. I had, no, you know, like in high school and stuff, I was like, what? And you always see like your parents emailing and stuff, but you never are taught like, Hey, like probably don't put like smiley faces in your emails. I still do that. But like, you know what I mean? Like whatever. It's not like the most like professional thing to do. I mean, whatever. But I think it's very, very possible to teach yourself how to do it and stuff. I just think you need to put the time in and truly do it. And I wouldn't jump for the money like right away. You know what I mean? Even if you're on a path where you're like, oh, this could be something like time is always better. Like in terms of like putting in more time to your content and like maybe putting up more content before just like jumping to like, hey, I got to like make money, you know? Yeah. How do you keep coming up with so many different video ideas (laughs) and so much content? Because I feel like there's so many people who are just stuck and kind of finding that inspiration. Yeah. Well, you caught me at a good time because right now I'm, I just had this conversation with someone last night, one of my like friends from YouTube. I was like, I am so dry. I feel like I'm just doing vlogs. And for some reason, like I always find a topic in a vlog to talk about if it's like something personal or something I'm doing or like making that the focus of it. But for some reason, like a more structured video I'm really struggling with right now because I just feel like really unenthused I'm like okay I can do a Q&A or like favorites or whatever but it is a lot of seeing what's trending like definitely taking inspiration from other people keyword inspiration not like ideas you know (laughs) you don't need to copy any like you should definitely like I try to put my own twist on whatever the trend is right and doing things my own way 
yeah how has it been to kind of roll with the punches of social media's i guess like influx and what's trending right now or what's controversial right now how does that like affect you personally and how do you kind of keep this barrier between your social life and your personal life in all of this yeah it's hard for sure especially when you're like a vlogger like or my angle i like to say is that i'm like very real and like raw and honest whatever that's it's hard to draw that line or that barrier between like what's work and what's I don't know it can get kind of tricky I guess so I'm not the best person to ask for that question <laughs> like I struggle with this all the time yeah watch a show and watch a show and I'll be like oh I'm not going to talk about that and then I'm like talking about it you know yeah <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm trying to learn what's appropriate to share and what's not appropriate to share and I've definitely had my fair share of like lessons learned along the way but that's part of the process you know yeah yeah absolutely that was kind of the big question it's what's it like to put your whole life on the internet when you're kind of susceptible to hate comments and negative comments there yeah you have to I mean you have to go into it with thick skin like not every comment is going to be uh, you're beautiful I love you but there are a lot of those you know so I've just learned to take things with a more neutral lens if I get a good comment I'm not going to like let it make my day but if I get a bad comment I'm not going to let it break my day yeah um, so kind of taking everything with more neutrality. And then in terms of hate comments, being able to read between the lines and see, you know, is this something true? Is this something that I need to work on? Or is it just someone's having a bad day and they're lashing out, you know? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, there's, it feels like the air in social media right now is just kind of like very weighted with everything very that's tense, going on. Very tense. Oh yeah, absolutely. But on a more positive perspective, what are some of like the coolest, most life-changing things that you've gotten to do because you've been a content creator for so long? Oh my gosh, literally everything in my whole life. I'm like directly from social media, it's from my lifestyle now from social media, you know what I mean? So of course, my travels, I even think back to like junior year of college, I got to do like all these fun travels with my best friend, Danielle, who I did mm -hmm. went with, we went to New Jersey, we went to Dallas, Texas, we went to LA a series of times, we got to do it all together. And we just have so much fun when we travel together It really is like such a fun time, like no drama, like just yeah. genuine just gals having fun. <laughs> so all the travels, all the people I've met, I have like three circles of I have like my spheres of friends and like my YouTube social media friends is like one of my biggest spheres. Like I say that, but they really are like family to me. Majority of them are, you know, know my parents or like know my brother, like whatever it is, it's, they're very, very involved in my life, but I just can't imagine if I hadn't have met them. Like that's yeah. it's like crazy to me to think about that. And then obviously just like the crazy opportunities, things that I've always dreamed of, you know, I, saw like an old tweet of mine that was something like oh I can't wait till I'm older and like I live in like a big city and like life is better because I went through some like tough times in high school which we yeah. don't do, but I just always like dreamed of this life and like I'm literally living it which like it gives me the chills because like I could cry thinking about younger me and like how I just never thought that this was possible yeah no absolutely that is so cool such a cool story and I love like seeing people living out their dreams and I think I talked about this with another friend of mine that like you don't realize it in the moment but like when you kind of go forward and looking back you're like wow like look at how much has changed and well, look at how much you've achieved like yes. everybody no matter what you've achieved in your life like it doesn't need to be these like oh I want a trophy it's celebrate the little wins like make a list like reminding yourself how much you've done I'm big on that right now that's like I'm yeah yeah, no, how have you kind of tried to stay positive, especially during COVID when you 
kind of rely on other people to give you this content and stuff. How did that, how did you make it through in such a big city? Yeah. You, you like, once I moved to New York, you mean? Yeah. Definitely. Well, I think when I first moved to New York, I was lucky because I had all the moving content to do and like those Mm -hmm. generally like jolt on my channel and stuff. But like, I think now that I'm kind of adjusted here, now is kind of the slowdown. And it's tough because COVID obviously does limit what I can do and like how many people I can see. And like, even just the feedback on that, I'll, you know, go get lunch with two people and I'll get comments like, oh, you really shouldn't be doing that. I'm like, outdoor dining's open, indoor dining's open, you know, like my state is telling me that I can do that. Yeah. I feel safe here the infection rate is so low so it's it's the challenge of like walking that fine line between like what i feel comfortable with what does my state tell me i feel comfortable with what should i show what should i not show because i'd never want to piss anybody off or be like hey i'm doing all these cool things like you're not i and i, I never wanted to come across that way but i know that it yeah. can um, yeah so the balance of it all no yeah how how do you decide what you're going to show in a day and what you're not going to show in a day it's really like quick decisions. It's not really yeah. so much as like, I try not to like let it go in my head too much and be like, oh, but people will say this about that, like whatever. But it's, if you think about it, even if it's a weekly vlog, it's 30 minutes of my week. That's like 30 minutes collected over five days. Like what yeah. is that? That's like not much time at all. Yeah. Day, you know, what is that? That's literally, is that six minutes a day? I'm so bad at math. Yeah. yeah. About. <laughs> Seven? Something. Yeah. Yeah, six. yeah. Six minutes a day. Like that's so brief when you really break yeah. it down think about it so it's more like quick decisions and if I have something interesting to say or do or a thought that comes to mind I'll be like oh I should talk about this but and then there will be times like obviously in post-production that I'm like eh probably should edit that out like I don't like the yeah. way or it could come across as offensive or it could insensitive or something like that even though I know how I meant it it could be portrayed a certain way if I'm like ranting to my camera or whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's such a funny point but I wanted to ask you more about Gouts on the Go yeah. to talk about that so how did you guys get your start and how did you guys come up with such a fun title for the podcast uh, thank you I'll take credit for the title and I remember I brought it up to my parents and they were like that's terrible like you can do better here we are um, <laughs> yeah I know I saw that podcasting was becoming popular in like 2017 and I think I brought it up to Danielle I was like hey we should do a podcast and then and she was coming to Georgia at that time. And like, we were doing all of our traveling and stuff. And then 2018, so I was a senior. She was a sophomore. We, I was like doing an internship over the summer. And I remember one day she texted me and was like, let's actually do the podcast thing. Like mm-hmm. when we get back to school, like, let's do it. And it just became kind of quick from there. Like literally she made the podcast art. I did like research on like how to upload a podcast. We like found this like uploader service there. I don't yeah. even think Anchor was a thing back then. Yeah. We didn't even know like, you know, how to really start. We we're like, okay, what? And we got a mic and we started recording together at school and we we're like, let's do this every week. You know, it's super fun. I get to like, I got to go to her apartment and she had like a little desk nook area. It was super fun. And the topics came pretty easily to us at first. And it just was, it really, I think another thing similar to YouTube, it started just out of fun, which is the best way to start. Yeah. Because then you don't put these high expectations on yourself. Like, you know, we're going to do all these things and make all this money and achieve and, you know, grow in the charts. But like naturally we kind of did. And I think we started a really good time. I give a lot of our credit to that. We started really at a time where it was just at the cost of a lot of people entering the space and podcast becoming more popular. Like for a lot of people, they tell us like Gals and Go was the first podcast I listened to. Yeah. One of the first um, that got me into podcasts, which I think is so cool. So I, I'm glad that we get to be that like podcast for people. Yeah. It leads them somewhere else. So it, it, it was really just 
fun. And then I left. So then we started doing it from a distance. We signed with our podcast network because I graduated college, obviously. Yeah. And we just hit two years and it's been a lot of fun along the way. That is so cool. No, I would say Gals on the Go is probably the first podcast I listened to that kind of introduced me into starting my own, oh, <laughs> which, which is so cool. Yeah, Noah, it's, it's been so fun. So how do you guys keep coming up with topics now that you guys are in kind of different stages of life? That's the hardest part now, because I think back when we were in school, you know, it was easy. It was like, oh, I have a test this week. I have a test this week. Let's talk about like school stress or like whatever it was. And then in the beginning, when we were at different stages, it was kind of fun. because It was like, hey, like this is what I did at work this week. These Like whatever my thought processes are. And now as we, I think it becomes more difficult also because we're like, you know, we have a hundred or something episodes up. I'm like, I feel like we've covered every topic under the sun, which we have not. Yeah. Um, but it feels that way sometimes. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I think that's the toughest part or even just deciding what content I'm going to put on YouTube and what content I'm going to put on the podcast. Cause you never mm-hmm. want to be too much of the same. Cause it's just yeah. boring to the listeners if they watch both. So that too, but it really is just like a brainstorm process. We have a running list too. And we try to get a lot of feedback from our audience. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say that, oh, I just lost my question. Hang on. (laughs) I'll come back to that. But how did you guys, you know, celebrate so many of these accomplishments that you've made over the years? It seems like, you know, two years being really big, you know, this podcast and charts. Have you hit any significant achievements that you want to share about? Yeah, I mean, we've been, well, I guess it's like not necessarily like numerical, but we've been in the charts, like I said, like a number of times. I think signing with Podcast One was a huge achievement for us because when we originally reached out to them or even just, they were really the only network we really considered. And it wasn't a no, but it was kind of like a, you need to grow more because they didn't want to just, you know, take any sort of podcast. Like they were like, you know, prove your prove yourself, whatever. And we did it and we've grown so much with them and they've been such a tremendous help. But it's also like thanks to our own doing for sure because we pour so much of our heart into that podcast and I think it's also just a really cool way to track our own personal growth like listening back to first episodes versus now so cool no absolutely I've done the same thing and I was just like the shy little girl like sitting in my basement floor like recording and now it's just like kind of exploded so what have been the biggest opportunities to come out of doing a podcast specifically yeah, well, we were going to do a live show. Um, yeah. We literally left like March and it sold out so quickly and we were so excited. But unfortunately, because of the situation of the world, that got canceled. Well, it was originally like, we were like, let's postpone. And then we we're like, oh, this is going to be for a while. Yeah. Well, I know we definitely are interested in doing live events and seeing how fast those tickets sold. I would assume that that would be really cool to do. And I know Danielle and I love a good like meet and greet situation. But like I said, that will have to be a while in the future just by the state of the world obviously our merch like it's so cool seeing how many people rep gals on the go literally in other countries and just how awesome our audience is and connecting with them on so many different levels yeah what's the number one message that you want to share behind being a gal on the go yeah well gals on the go is just a working title you know we never want to preach like hustle culture or like super productivity like dense stuff because we believe in like there's so much more to life than that. But that was just like a work. It's a, it's a, it's a title that at the time it was, it was really authentic to our lives. You know, we we're both students. We traveled a lot for our YouTube stuff and we were genuinely busy because we were running basically a full-time business on top of being a full-time student on top of our social lives at school. Yeah. And then we thought that it would be interesting to share that sort of story 
but now gals on the go is like we joke like it's gals on the couch but i think our message which doesn't really relate to the title is just being yourself and being true to yourself which we both are huge on yeah no i love that so much and i can definitely feel that from watching your videos and seeing the podcast and all that stuff so that's amazing and so i wanted to ask do you have any advice for somebody who is maybe looking to start being a content creator or maybe looking to grow their platform yeah I always say just start because every day is just another excuse, but also start for you. Don't do it with the promise of fame or money or because, you know, it looks easy or whatever, like whatever reason is your reason, unless you are genuinely interested in like a topic or, you know, you've always wanted to like whatever your story is. I think you got to go into it for the right reasons because people see through that. Don't make it focused on the money, especially at first. I would say give yourself six months to a year of just working and then, you know, figure out if the financial piece, like where that kind of fits in if you're interested in, you know, making money from it. But that doesn't need to be your main priority from it. I think for so many years, you know, I think of like Danielle and I, even with the podcast, like how we weren't making money on it for a while or... And we went into it with a following too. So like that's, an, you know what I mean? Like we each had our own followings we brought to the podcast. We still didn't make money on it for a while because we were just like, let's grow this thing. And it worked. I'm trying to think of what other tips I have because I like could go off on all of the tips. I just had a friend, <laughs> I got like lunch with someone and she was like trying to, she was like, I really want to start. And I was like throwing out the tips, but be consistent. You know, if you're going to start, don't post one video a month unless, I mean, if that's all you can do, I guess, yeah, but try to post once a week, try to mm -hmm. do some sort of consistency because people want to go back to your channel or your TikTok or your Instagram and see content. They don't want to see yeah. just, you know, one post. So that too. That's amazing. I'm definitely a big, you know, preacher of consistency and just being constantly engaging with your audience as well, which I think is like such a rewarding piece of totally. doing what you get to do is engaging with people and seeing what they have to offer because, you know, you never know what kind of story they're going to inspire you to talk about the next time. Exactly. You're so right. It's so cool. So where can people connect with you? Talk about all of your socials and all of that stuff. Yeah. Well, my podcast we talked about is Gals on the Go podcast. It's every Wednesday. You can just find it on like Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Me personally, I'm at Brooke Michio, M-I-C-C-I-O. I know it's like a confusing last name. <laughs> but and you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And then my vlogs are also under youtube.com slash Brooke Michio. I'm like branded on everything. <laughs> um, and keep up with me. It will be fun. It's always interesting. I always say it's fun to keep up with me because I don't know what's coming next either. So. <laughs> I love that so much. So all of Brooke's socials will be down in the show notes below. Brooke, thank you so much for joining me this week on Here Now Podcast. I'm so excited no, to have you. No, thank you so much for having me. It was so nice to meet you. You too. Thank you so much, you guys. And join us next time on Here Now Podcast for more inspiring content. Without further ado, I'm going to close out this episode. Don't forget to leave a rating, review, and subscribe. Also to all of Brooke's social medias down below. Thank, thank you, guys. You. See you next time. Bye. Bye.